Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Not So Native Podcast. Let me introduce your host. My name is Rob Lamb. And I'm Aaron Bailey. Take back and let us take you on a journey as we explore some of Arizona's most fascinating people, places, and things to do. Are you ready? Hello, natives and not-sos. It's Rob from the podcast. Just want to say thank you very much for listening to the podcast. We'd also like to say thank you to our sponsors that we've had in the past. You can see a full list of them and their links in our we- on our website, notsonativepodcast.com. Hey, as we prepare to open, we are looking for sponsors. If you're interested in becoming a sponsor of the podcast, you can hit me up at not so native podcast at gmail.com or you can simply give me a ring 602-842-2333 602-842-2333 stay safe stay happy and i know we'll see you on the road yeah absolutely um so i guess rob kind of tell you what we do and what we're about a little bit so. yeah okay well, welcome back to the not so native podcast <laughs> oh we're going going for it i'm aaron I'm Rob, and you are? Kelly. Kelly, where are we, Kelly? Who are you? Uh, I was the former general manager of 1055 Brewing Company. 1055 Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. Okay. The name 1055 originated when one of our owners, we actually have two owners, Chris Squires and John Paul Viborny. Um, John Paul lost his younger brother in a tragic motorcycle accident, and... Oh. At these services, he met the brother's best friend, who was this gentleman named Chris, and they just really connected over a lot of things, but mostly beer. And then after lots of failed basement brewing, <laughs> and then a very successful uh, double IPA, actually the two sons that we have on tap currently, uh, they won a home brewer competition and decided that maybe they were getting pretty good at this and just continued to move forward with it. So, wow. Been in business for six years now. We moved our location downtown last August, so we've been down here for about a year. Where were you before? Uh, I worked for a bar on the northwest side of town that featured nothing but Tucson beers, as well as uh, some Phoenix, some Chandler breweries. We tried to keep it as close to Tucson as well. That's actually how I found these guys. Um, We always had their beers on tap, and then when they were seeking to turn into a bigger concept and become a restaurant, I was like, give me this job. I love your beers. They're the best. Um, I worked for Native Grill and Wings. You probably have a lot of those around Phoenix for yeah, seven sure. and a half years uh, oh, wow. and so on a corporate been... level. So I got a lot of ins and outs in the restaurant industry. Yeah, I was just going to and... say, yeah, you got a lot of good experience. <laughs> Doing this for a while. <laughs> yeah. So one of the questions we ask all of our guests is native or not so? Uh, I am from Chicago, actually. Born and raised. Mm-hmm. Moved out here when my family, my grandparents retired out here. And within a year, my entire family followed them out here. Poor guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I love it. It's growing on me. Yeah. So tooth on the whole time then? or? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, very good. Well, they, they thought that they were getting away from their family. I know, those poor Chicago. things. Yeah. <laughs> Coming yeah. out for some peace yeah. and quiet. and. <laughs> But it's great. We have a big Italian family, so it was really nice having everyone back together. So you were with them during the move from wherever they were previously? I was actually their fifth employee to get hired. Um, It was the two owners, and they hired on two brewers, and then they found an executive chef to open their kitchen, and I was their front of house manager. We were just working in their small little tap room, building all of this concept together, uh, handbooks, manuals, training policies, graphic designs. We actually hired a local artist who did all the murals that are in here. There's one in the brewery that's in Tucson, uh-huh. Arizona, painted uh-huh. on the panels back here. It's all hand-done by this gal that's amazing. Um, wow. Yeah. Now, what's the idea then with the, the brats? Obviously, brats and beer go, go well together, but is there a passion the owners have behind that? Or? Uh, just that there's nothing. The 
The owners and brewers really focus a lot on the old world German style beers, and there's nothing that pairs better with that than sausage. It's the oldest pairing in the book, so they felt that that would be easy enough as well as their favorite things that they love. Um, We also use a local butcher to do our sausages as well, so that's been kind of a unique thing. Um, How how did you guys find that relationship? Gentleman named Ben Forbes. He's total freelance. He doesn't even have a shop. He does some work for the U of A as well as just works out of like different kitchens that he can get his hands on. And these are all of his recipes. He makes all of his own seasonings. Uh, All the the pork is actually Tucson. Comes from a ranch right outside of Tucson. Wow. Um, And he does some pretty cool things. We actually used to have a venison sausage, a pepper prickly pear rabbit sausage and that's just him getting wild and creative and coming up with these concepts and so he'll sometimes let us know hey this is something crazy that i'm gonna do and we're like bring it in we'll we'll take it so wow do you guys rotate through i mean do you change the menu seasonally or we changed our menu i'd say probably about six times in the year that we've been open and some of that was due to we lost our opening chef about seven months back and we hired a new chef that we really believed in and let him get a little bit more creative with the menu elevate it um we started with some very basic food concepts and and with this new chef he's just really taken our our plated bratwurst to a level that you could never even imagine yeah uh the reuben that you had for lunch the corned beef that was all him you know the reuben was amazing that's probably the best reuben i've ever had in my life i've never liked reuben's until that one so (laughs) Uh, i i have this uh weird affiliation with corned beef but the, with that Dijon sauce, is that Dijon sauce made here as it is, well? Everything's made from scratch. Um, everything is made from scratch at the 1055. Yep, and if it doesn't, we use any local purveyors we can. So the bread is actually one of two local bakeries that we use that got delivered this morning before we opened the marble rye that it came on. Wow. So. You had the grilled cheese. How was it? Oh, fantastic. Cool. Like that's that. kind of a signature uh, thing as well. Yeah. The pimento cheese yeah. is one of our owners. That, that's his baby. He just yeah. thinks that that's so cool and a very different, unique thing that... Absolutely. He just loves, so. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't expecting, like, the you know, the melted cheese falling out. Oh, yeah. It was good. good. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So in that, so the the marble rye for the Reuben is a bakery called Vero's. Uh, the grilled cheese comes on barrio bread. I don't know if you guys have heard of barrio, but he's a local baker here. Just got oh. nominated for a James Beard Award. He's actually oh, wow. phenomenal. And in the last few months, our chef had this crazy idea with our grains from brewing that we could probably make a bread with it. And so now he is making a bread out of our spent grains from our brewing. And oh, so wow. we actually feature a lot of sandwiches on that as well. And wow. just try to do a lot of cool community stuff. Really cool. Now, what what led to the move downtown? Uh, They always knew that this was what they wanted. So starting the brewery and just getting their name out there with the beers was the starting point. And once they spent a couple years um, distributing and really building up their reputation, they started looking at locations down here and it just kept falling apart and never working out. And they actually got to the point where they were like, this is probably not going to happen. And then the landlord company said, hey, we've got this space opening. Come check it out. And this this was it. And and that's that's it. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Was there a bit of, uh, well, we were what, upstairs? now right in yeah the little, okay. this floor did not exist the first time i was gotcha. in this building okay. this wasn't even here uh we built this floor and added the second level gotcha. when you got all the exposed brick and such obviously it's a historical type old yeah. uh, old building and such down here was there a lot of renovation work you guys had to do or was it uh... some of that was actually last minute we had a different yeah. plan for the walls completely and as we started yeah. pulling off the walling we saw the brick yeah. and realized that whoever had been in the space previously covered it and we said no that's great we're going to use it so yeah. we scrapped our idea for what we were going to do and then all of the metal work actually this railing that's up here um the metal that's on these tables that's actually all done by a welder who has known one of our owners in second grade all so right he on. he anything that's metal in this building that's not a, a beam holding the building up was all him yeah. and then these tables are actually made by a couple 
that have a company called Bootleg Barrel Craft, and they recycle whiskey barrels and make All furniture right out of them. Okay. And they were in the Marine Corps with our owner as well. So it's like every single thing in this building has some kind of history, so much heart in some it. Kind of connection. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. These walls were painted by our, our opening front of house staff, you know, cramming to get the place open on time. And <laughs> everything looks great. It's definitely got a great, uh, great it's definitely vibe got to a it. great vibe to yeah. it. Cool. Do you guys have any like specials or anything that we could let people know about, like a regular seasonal thing? Do you guys do festivals? Anything we like that? every October we do an Oktoberfest. That's yeah. actually at the end of September. That's huge. Um, we do like a four day <coughs> celebration with stein holding competitions and lederhosen and, and get a hoorah out of that. And then in <laughs> March we also do a huge bike race throughout Tucson that benefits the American Diabetic Association. So this will be our second year doing that. Uh, I believe it's March 13th and we actually close off the street to the side and have a block party. We get a special license so you can walk back and forth outside with the beers and live music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of our own little tour to Tucson that we put on called the Grand Fondo. Oh, the Um, Grand Fondo. Okay. We'll have to come down. And then every Sunday we just started featuring a new special called Small Brewery Sundays. It's when we release all of our new beers as well as run our happy hour all day, which is $5 pints. It's a pretty killer deal. Yeah. How often do you guys try to, how often do the brewers try and create something new? All the time. Um, we have four fermenters down there, so I'd say three are usually pretty regular rotators, uh, core beer lineups, and then the other one is for them to just get wild and crazy and, and do what they want. Um, I noticed that you have cider. Yeah. Where does that come from? That actually comes from Texas. Uh, Argus Cidery out there, and uh-huh. probably about six months ago, we did a beer pairing dinner with the owner, and he flew out here, and up here, we did a whole four-course dinner where everything was paired with one of their ciders and one of our beers, and it was, the cider killed us. They want their ciders are so good. Yeah. Oh wow! Um, he's just a really, really awesome guy. Very handcrafted. Started very small. Uh, I am not a big cider fan. They tend to be very sweet, and with these, I have a very hard time picking a favorite because they're just so good. Really, yeah. what a cider should be. Mm, nice, nice. What about the menu? How often do you guys change that? I'd say I think our goal is to do it four times a year. Four t- With our new chef, we want to do it quarterly, um, especially in the summers in Tucson. It gets pretty, it slows down quite a bit, but there's no reason to have such a big menu and kind of cut it in half and do a little sure. bit of a smaller one. So, and I think his goal that we're searching for right now is to actually have a separate lunch menu as well as dinner menu because he really wants to, to elevate the dinner that we have down here. Downtown Tucson is just awesome. It's a great, great place to come down and have dinner no yeah. matter where you're going. So it's, it's definitely got a great vibe. I love the the patio A and then the the, door, the wall that opens up to the street. The, what yeah. is that, Congress out there? Yeah. Is that Congress Avenue right there, or mm-hmm. Congress Street, whatever? Yeah. That, I, I love the way that that... that just draws me in anyway. Just, it's unfortunate you know. when it's too cold and we can't actually open it, which has only happened about twice now. <laughs> yeah. I was, was yeah, going to say, too cold? I've never heard of that problem. It's I know. Arizona. Someone was like, you guys should really get some heaters on your patio on, like, for the week we would need them. I don't yeah, think so. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Now, yeah. uh, so obviously we're from Phoenix, and I have to warn you, I'm, I'm a sun devil, and maybe that not. My sister went to ASU. That's okay, very right. good. Very good. <laughs> uh, where are we at proximity to, like, the university and such? Uh, we? we are about, I think, 0.8 miles. Okay. Um, the uh, Sunlink rail car actually gets you there. It's a two-minute ride to okay. hop on that and get to the University okay. of Arizona. Do you get a bit of uh, kind of traffic from that after, like, football Some, games? After such, games, or? for yeah. sure. Uh, okay. We're one of the fewer spots that actually serve food later, so um, we, oh, get, uh. we get hit with a lot of late-night business for anyone that's downtown for concerts. We have the TCC right down the, down the street from us as well. That's where the Roadrunners play their hockey games. Okay. Um, so we get a ton of traffic from that as well. 
Uh, also, it's, we're the farthest restaurant on Congress, so we're kind of the last one that you walk by as you're going in those directions, too. Mm -hmm. So we get so many first-timers that are just like, I was walking by and just saw this mural and decided to come in, and we're like, yeah, come on in, check it out. Yeah. That's so awesome. it's nice for us as well. We have a liquor license, so we don't just have beer. We also have the ciders. We do house-made margaritas and just kind of try to cater to everybody. Yeah. We want everyone to come hang out with us. Sure. <laughs> do you have a special margarita? Um, not necessarily special, but just a scratch-made mix. So we, scratch we, juice, mix. we juice lemons and limes every day and make uh -huh. the simple and it's three ingredients. Oh, yeah. It's so, margarita. Yeah, it's yeah. delicious. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Very nice. Very nice. Great place here. Great place. I... Uh, Aaron said, um, "I've I've heard about this place." Yeah, I think so, I found you. I found you guys. I think on Instagram or something like that. Oh, okay. And, um, they said, "We're from Phoenix, you know." And I actually, I, I don't think I've been downtown Tucson. He's got some family down here, but yeah. it's been probably twenty years or so. Oh yeah, um, I've never been to downtown Tucson. But, uh, when I first moved here, and I had some friends take me here, and I'm like, "All right, when are we getting downtown?" And they're like, no, "We were right in front of this building." And they're yeah. like, "We're here," and I'm like, "What do you mean? This it's one street?" And they're like, "That's downtown Tucson." I'm like, "Okay." Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And that was for me because this used to be a nightclub that I had a friend that DJed at so about oh, okay. 15 years ago I used to come here after I get off work this place and was a nightclub it was it was a little place called vaudeville cabaret <clears throat> and it was really narrow the bar was actually up against the wall there was a stage down where the brewery is um and they would just have like different hip-hop shows and DJs and it was a great little club for people that were starting out to come play and yeah. we would just come here and have drinks and hang out and it's totally transformed um once that club closed down it actually didn't reopen for about 10 years oh, wow. someone purchased it and tried to create a restaurant the building burned down next door and created too much damage so they were never able to open so oh, when wow. we took over the space it's the first time that this building's been occupied for quite some time wow what interesting cool stories story. yeah. yeah that's what i was just gonna say what a what interesting stories now these uh that the wood that are kind of in the big metal <clears throat> frames is that uh is there anything in particular with that are they like barrels or whiskey barrels you know they are yeah okay. so those are all the all the framed wood pieces yeah. are recycled whiskey barrels as well as the one that's you can't see it because it's facing the other wall but that's actually has the initials mlv which is the brother who had passed away so okay. they they actually handcrafted those as a finishing touch and put them in for the owners and didn't even tell them they were doing it, it was a little, oh, wow. little nice finishing piece that's cool yeah very cool i love all this stuff above our head that's kind of shielding us from uh, <laughs> from the industrial uh yeah. air vents and whatnot but it's like what is that wire and some wood slats like yeah you, gate, you just you you I, it's called some ski fencing or something to that effect okay, and yeah. you buy it in rolls and you just unroll it and nail how it up how easy is that yeah it's simple yeah it's good what a, what a great concept well I mean, the the things that people think about when they go into designing places. Yeah. That's the that's the part that just it blows my mind how you can make it come together and you know, yeah oh, that all fits. What? The, yeah. Wow. We I mean, did use the beams. And, we use the local architect as well, who's done a lot of the restaurants in the downtown area. But we let him know there are a lot of things that we wanted to be our own, um, our signatures. The the owners really in love with the traditional German style beer halls and really wanted sure. that big openness. Yeah, yeah, I mean, very open, very friendly in here. We like the uh, lots of the big tables because we want you know we want you to come in with eight or ten people and sit down. And we've got the board games on the wall because we just want you to hang out and yeah. And they're and they're thick enough that you could dance on. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah, love it, love it. Very nice. Thank you very, very much. Cool. Yeah. Well, hey, thank you so very much, uh, Kelly. Absolutely. For spending the time with us, uh, getting to tell the story of 1055. It's something that it's something that you can't read on the side of a beer can. Definitely not. No. Oh, by the way, speaking of which, do you guys distribute your beers? We do, but we try to keep them as local as possible. Um, when we actually first moved the brewery down here, unfortunately, we upgraded our equipment and weren't able to get it working. So we got down to two beers on tap. Like we were running out and we weren't brewing. And then all of the amazing brewers in Tucson welcomed us into their breweries and let us brew beers. So we actually had a batch that came from Dragoon Brewing and we had one that came from Button Brew House on the north side and finally got back up. And just in the last month, we got to 17 beers on tap, which was a huge milestone for us. And that was when we were like, all right, let's start getting the beers out now that we're back up there. So the production team is very small. It's only two guys down there. So they spend 12 12 hour days brewing. Hey, Ben Forbes. Guy that makes our sausage. It's our butcher. Oh, Ben <laughs> Oh, you need a, need a check? I do. <laughs> All right. Good to see you, Mr. Forbes. Thanks. Hey, by the way, great job on the meats here. Yeah? Fantastic job. Yeah. I love the corned beef. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah? Sure. Did you make it all the way up to Phoenix with the beers, or not quite? Yeah. No, no, not even to the north side of Tucson. <coughs> yeah. um, I live a good 40-minute drive. I'm actually off the Marana exit, and just yesterday oh, wow. the brewers were like, hey, are you ready to start delivering some kegs up there? Because we have yeah. three bars over where I live that want our beers. Yeah. So that's fine. I'll load them up. I'll take them over there. So. Cool. Cool. Well, last question. What do you kind of see, I mean, just continuing to grow and kind of experiment with menus and stuff? Do you guys maybe ex- expect to expand, like, distributing up to the Phoenix area and stuff too? Absolutely. Actually, long-term goal is to have more of these. Um, This will always Uh, be the home site and we'll always brew here. So the goal is to not expand the brewery so much, but actually just have more 1055s all over. And our our long-term goal would be that we brew the beers here and provide them to all of our locations and anything that's left over that we are able to distribute after that would, then we would do that, but we just don't know how feasible that would be. And we won't know until we actually have a second and then potentially a third location. I'll fill it out. Yeah. Yeah. All right on. Well, best of luck to you guys. We'll certainly, uh, if, if you guys come down to 1055 off Congress, you got to try the grilled cheese. It's fantastic. So uh, and- I don't know. I don't know. I, I say the corned beef. <laughs> it's got a great sauerkraut. I mean, you know. House-made sauerkraut as well. Oh, wow. It's all made, See? All made Everything here. Everything in-house. Right on. Well, thanks fantastic. so much for your time. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you, guys. I appreciate Thank it. You, Thank you, Safe travels back up. Thank you. Thank you for joining us here at the Not So Native Podcast. Be sure to check us out on our website, notsonativepodcast.com, and leave a comment or two. Also, follow us on social media to get the latest update on our adventures. Until next time. Until next time.